All right, ladies and gentlemen, today is Monday, November 15th. It's 1.41 p.m. here in San Diego, California. And I believe that this is my second ever three-time guest on the show. My boy, the one and only, the Zohan, Randy Casa. How we doing, my dog? Oh, what is up, man? Thanks for make, thanks for uh, saving some time for us small guys. I see you out there grinding, hitting Canelo now. So it's cool that you're remembering me. You're funny, dude. You're 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 funny. I'm just playing, man. I'm happy for all your success, dude. You're killing it. You're you're a good guy, bro. I appreciate you. Um, let's start here, okay? It's been a little bit since we last talked, but now December 11th, little pay per view action, a little Tony Kelly, big cage, back in Las Vegas. Like one to ten, what's the excitement level at? Dude, it's 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 like a fucking 12, honestly, bro. I can't even hide, man. I'm giddy as fuck about it. It's going to be so cool, man. Like, you know, I, like a bucket list of mine was to always fight in Vegas and <clears throat> this, that, the other thing, which I've done. But, like, this is a real Vegas fight, like with a, with, a, with an arena and, and, and fans at the T-Mobile. You know, it's it's cool, man. I'm just I'm just really, really excited. Um, and I have, I, have a, I have a quality opponent, a tough test, man, an exciting matchup. On a huge card, you know, it's, it's just how can you not be fucking fired up, man? I can't wait. Dude, I'm excited for you. So, I uh, I don't know if you know this, but as of now, it looks like I will be in attendance on December 11th in Las Vegas. Let's go. I'll be there too. <laughs> yeah, pretty. <laughs> yeah, you will be. You will be. You're guaranteed to be there. I'm not guaranteed to be there. You know, last second, they'd be like, yeah, Bo, it's not going to happen. I did, though, I did kind of ponder this a little bit. Last couple fights, smaller cage, UFC Apex. Now you're at the pay-per-view event. Like, how different does that make training going small cage to big cage? Like, I, I at home, we like to bullshit and talk about it. Like, oh, huge difference, you know, in the small cage. But this last weekend, we got the most finishes ever in a UFC event in the small cage. Like, I, I just don't think that's a coincidence. What's your kind of stance on it leading up to the fight? Um, I, so for, for the fight that I have, I don't think that it's really going to play like a huge difference. Um, if I was like Stipe and my opponent was DC, then obviously you'd see much more of a difference. But I mean, let's be real, dude. How, how big are 135 pound men? We're not that big, you know? So like that, that, that change in cage really isn't a huge deal. Um, especially since maybe my answer would be different if I was, I was facing like a real wrestling heavy oriented kid or, or something like that. But I don't really have that, that kind of dance partner, my dance, you know, Tony, Tony is a, is a banger. He It's very clear what he's going to go do. He's going to go and try to take my head off my shoulders. Um, he's kind of probably skipped the bullshit of cuddling and, and rolling around the floor for the most part. Obviously, it's an MMA fight. Um, but but I think that his, you know, his, his general idea of the fight, he probably imagined it to take place on the feet, um, which I think a lot of people do. Um, so I, I don't really see it affecting too, too much. Maybe a tiny bit, but not, nothing notable. So you're really quote unquote long for like your stature. And I feel like, especially for like one thirty fivers, dude, what is it? 73 inches. Is that what you're listed at? 73 inches, which is really big, but Tony's at 70 inches. So it's like not 
as big of a gap as I feel like sometimes you might take on in the uh, at 135 pounds. With Yanez, you went jab fucking maniac in the first round. How much of the jab decision against Yanez was like, oh, this is a good thing to do against Yanez? Or is this something that I got good at and I just want to trust my own abilities? Kind of both. Um, <clears throat> I went into the Yanez fight all week. I was saying like, you know, to my people, I was like, I'm going to jab his fucking face off. I'm going to jab his fucking face off. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to do because I expected him to expect me to go out there very head kick heavy. So I knew that if I planted a lot of things down the middle, that would take him, that would throw his guests off. And then that would open up the head kicks, which you could kind of see that I was trying to and trying to do, but he did a great job at stopping it. Um, but my jab is something that I haven't, it, I've, I've very much underutilized in, in the cage in actual, in actual fights, but that's probably like, my primary weapon in the gym. It's just not something that I've been comfortable throwing in fights. Um, but I guess when you throw it 4 million times in fucking 45 seconds, I guess you start getting pretty comfortable with it. So I expect I'll go out there and I'll throw a couple jabs in this fight too. Adrian scraps this Saturday, uh, which, which is pretty fucking exciting. And like, obviously you guys, you know, built that great relationship and the rapport. And then, you know, unfortunate news kind of goes down inside of his camp. And I think it's been a rough, you know, I'm not speaking for him. I guess I shouldn't, I shouldn't be speaking for him, but just from the outside, you know, it seemed like that hit him really hard and understandably. So how much did you guys trade notes privately? Like, yo, dude, when, you were doing this. I had no, I, there was nothing I could do. How much were you kind of talking back and forth after that fight about like the actual X's and O's of what the fuck you guys do in the cage? <clears throat> yeah, man, it was, it was actually pretty cool. So Adrian and I, obviously a lot of people saw, saw us online about talking about starting a podcast, um, which obviously got halted once, you know, he was dealing with a loss, you know, there were, there were things that kind of had to take precedent before that. But what was really cool about that is, before the first time that we had talked on on Twitter spaces, we had talked probably for maybe like 35 minutes about what was working, what we thought was going to work, why we were each doing certain things based on what we were getting from each other. So we, it was really, really fucking cool to, to I mean, because that, that's all like inside knowledge that you would want to take from someone like, hey, how, how would somebody beat me? And then he would like to hear how would somebody beat him? So it was cool. Obviously, my. My my way obviously did not work that night, and his, his way did work. But I think there was a there, there was a benefit from each side um, because I feel like I had taken control of the fight to begin, and then he had taken it away from me. So I feel like there was a lot of learning that we both could have done um, from either of us, and it was just really cool because we we had like a real actual, like I said, probably like thirty five minute conversation and just exchanging notes about like what we were taking um, based on what we were being offered in the cage. Um, what he was doing um, for when I was trying X or what I was doing when he was trying. It was just, it was really cool, man, but it's not something that you can definitely do with, with all of your opponents. And you have to be careful with some things you have with, with some things you're going to say, because I do wholeheartedly believe that Adrian and I will probably meet in the cage again. Um, but we're going to be completely redeveloped or not redeveloped fighters, but we're going to tighten up a lot of holes in each of our games right but i think that what we saw on that night is the only time that you're going to see what you saw i think we're both going to be jumping massive improvements from that fight that that fight really doesn't matter too too much aside from like the shell of like what kind of everything is so when i'm watching adrian on saturday fight like i always ask 
for you guys to give me like one thing to look for. A lot of times, like there's so much that we're like looking at when we're watching fights and we're like, we're the newbies at home. Like, I, again, I'm going to be either drinking or I'm going to be smart. Like, again, for us, the fight game is fun and, and we don't necessarily notice those small nuances or details. What is something that you're going to look for on Saturday when he fights that tells you like, oh, you know what? He's on today or like, oh, he's not doing as much of this as I was kind of hoping. What's something you're going to watch that I should keep an eye out for? I think that so it's tough for me to say, right, because I know what I would do if I was going to fight Davey. But it'd be hard for me to say what I would do if I was Adrian because Adrian beat me. Right. So it's really tough for me to say. But I do kind of expect him to be a little bit more active than he was with me Um, right away coming off right away in the fight with us. He was I'm not going to say he was hesitant, but he was trying to figure out too much and not putting enough out. So I was like able to take off with it. I think with this one, you're going to see a much more like lead heavy active Adrian. I think you're going to see him pumping the jab a lot more. And I think that a massive difference in the fight is, or what could be a massive difference is if Adrian starts getting off with his jab, like into his chest, because Davey does a lot of like crazy techniques and he has a good ground game. But if you plant that jab in his chest, it doesn't matter where he is. It's going to hit something. You can't, you can't go up and avoid the jab and you can't come down and avoid the jab. So if I keep throwing the jab at his chest, which I, I, I think Adrian probably will, or at least try to, then that's going to stop him from, you know, shooting in recklessly in takedowns because that jab is going to hit him in the chin and having that jab in his chest is obviously going to disrupt his kicking pattern. And Davey does like crazy weird kicks, like spins and side kicks. And he's, he's like super unorthodox, but super effective. But like something as simple as putting a jab, like in their chest or in their face will disrupt that whole rhythm. And then that's when I think Adrian will be able to take over. I do think Adrian's going to get the finish. That actually, I feel like again, stop me if I'm ever incorrect or, bullshitting and you're like yo Bo quit the quit the cap Saturday Holloway versus Rodriguez kind of similar right like pressure fighter from Holloway Rodriguez spinny unpredictable whether that be a fucking kick whether that be a backwards upward elbow like you just do not know and it kind of felt like Holloway was a pinch more apprehensive than like we sometimes are normally used to seeing with him He kind of had to be a little more cautious. And when he did land that jab to the chest, he would catch Rodriguez off balance. So a lot of times he'd be on one foot in the middle of throwing like a spinning kick or something. And he'd fall backwards on his butt. Max would gain like top control in that exact moment that you're talking about. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a little bit different with Yair because he's a lot, a lot more crisp and a lot more like traditional martial arts than a guy like Davey. Davey's like a very wide, like, and this is non like a non derogatory or non insulting way. He's like a like a very good like brawler, like barroom type fighter, like just super scrappy. Like nothing really makes sense, but it fucking works every single time. Whereas a guy like Yair, you know, he needs the way that he gets shots off is by planting, right? Because he needs to have a, a leg down to get a leg up. With Davy, he can kind of be in any weird way he wants to be and throwing a limb out, you know. So you. You do have to be a little bit more collected with a guy like Yair, but you can get away with a little bit with a little bit more with a guy like Davey because he's off balance with a lot of the shots he's thrown, especially if you put something in his face. And if he's off balance and there's nothing behind it, because it's not like a real traditional style. You see what I'm saying? He's, he's like really good at getting it done, but he's not the most technical savvy guy. He's fucking dangerous though. Dangerous Davey. 
and and the name fits. You don't know this. I don't think you know this, nor do I think you approved it. But I did get an invite from your agent to a potential post-fight little soiree after party type situation. I don't know if you approve this. I don't know if you're even aware of it. I did get an invite though. I also okay. I also received another invite to Sean O'Malley's after party the same night. Client Vayner Sports. Here's the deal, Randy. I'm a fucking dork. Okay, I'm an idiot. What are the do's and don'ts of this after party like nonsense? Like if I'm showing up to your party, if I show up to Sean's, like how do I look like not a fucking dork when I roll up there? Like what are the do's and don'ts of the post fight after party that like I need to be aware of as I walk in on December 11th? I'm not really sure. So like whatever my party is going to be will be a lot different than O'Malley's because O'Malley's fighting way late in the card, right? So O'Malley's party will be probably closer to like 10 p.m. or something like that when it's starting to get like wild, wild, where I'm fighting first fight of the night at, what's it, 2.30 or something like that. So I'll be ready to go at at 5 o'clock. So my after party may not per se be like this banger that goes all night long. It could be like, all right, we're just going to chill for X amount of hours until the fights are over or whatever. Um I would bet whoever, whoever, O'Malley, Poirier, all of them, whoever's on like the main card, I would imagine that their after parties are going to be fucking crazy. It's the last pay-per-view of the year in Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. You know, big card, you know, belts. Um, yeah, dude, I don't really know the do's and don'ts. I guess just fucking yeah. don't get yourself punched in the mouth. Just be careful what you're saying. I don't know, dude. <laughs> So you won't stay for the remainder of the fights. Like the moment you're done, you're like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm getting food. I'm going to go like drink or I'm going to like celebrate with friends. Like you're gone. The moment you wrap up your fight, you're out of there. Well, I mean, it's, it's completely circumstantial. I could either, it could be anywhere from <laughs> yeah. I'm in the hospital to I'm fucking going straight to Sapphire. I mean, who knows, dude, it's, it's a complete, <laughs> it's completely up in the air. I don't know, bro. So this is on air and I don't I don't want my girl, you know, necessarily hearing any words about Sapphire or nothing like that. I'm just saying, though, like, you know, if the if the team heads on over, you know, you just shoot me a little text, you know, like, oh, hey, we're going down the street. You know, feel free to stop by type situation being dudes. I'll meet you at the pizza spot. Right. Perfect. The pizza spot. Just two Portuguese brothers getting some slices. That's all it is. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes, is it against the rules to go to another fighter's after party that's in your division? I don't know, and I really don't give a fuck. Man, listen, I'll be the first one to say, I do want to fight O'Malley, but I'm certainly a fan of O'Malley, if that's where you, if that's where this is going. I guess it wasn't even, like, specific to O'Malley, just that night is, like, O'Malley's having the same, you know, fight of the night, but, like, if someone else was doing it or like, I don't know, someone that is still repped by your agent or trains in the same camp or, you know, is a Sanford guy. I just didn't know, like, how kind of cautious you have to be when it comes to, like, you know, guys are drinking the same night as a fight. I didn't know if there were any kind of unwritten Listen, rules man, when it comes to that I'm shit. fighting December 11th against Tony Kelly. 
Anybody that's not named Tony Kelly after the fight in Vegas, we're getting drunk. I don't care who you. I don't. I really. I don't give a fuck. You know, the fight's over. I went there for business, and that's what I'm going for. Yeah, he there to grab a paycheck, have some fun, and full fucking send. Full fucking send is right, bro. Brother, I am so excited for you. Okay, I hope I'm there on December 11th. You're gonna fucking kill it. Sorry for the bullshit, dumb questions about the after party. I, you know, again, I'm the dork, dude. I'm trying to figure this shit out. I don't want to roll up, you know, be killing the vibes by any means. So I, I want to at least come to a, a guy I could trust and get some quality advice from. Yeah, bro. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it over some pizza at Sapphire. We'll figure it out. We'll make sure we get to these parties. All right. Perfect. My guy. Perfect. Dog, enjoy the rest of your week. Keep crushing training camp. Stay healthy. December 11th, my guy. I will see you in Las Vegas. Let's get it, bro. Look forward to meeting you both. Have a good night, man. We'll talk soon. Peace.